0: Here it comes, they're bringing the heat. They set it up for Swift, and Swift with a blocker in front. Looking for the sticks, he's got more than a first down. And DeAndre Swift down the middle of the field. Blocker's in front. He's going to take it all the way for the touchdown.
1: And three. Green Bay trying to take advantage of the
0: takeaway. Into the end zone, tight end. Touchdown, Tunyon. Happy tight ends day. The last couple days with our team, um, we've become really close and uh, you know for for us to become as close as we had the last 24 48 hours um, I just I just trust and believe in them. pylon listeners we are back
1: uh, reacting to everything that happened in week seven of the NFL Remy is not here uh, the, the Vikings had a bye week and he is also taking a bye week on this podcast well so, um, we're just going to be breaking down the Packers, the Bears, and the Lions. Uh, one team of which had a good week, and the other two, not so much. Although you can make an argument by saying they had a good week. But we, we'll get into all that uh, in a moment. But before we do, uh, I'm Big Z representing Detroit Lions. Let's get to the other two here. Uh, we got Barney representing the Bears.
2: What's up, boys? How we doing?
0: And a Kinger representing the Packers. Gentlemen. As always great to be back with you six in a row for the pack let's talk some football
1: that's right the packers uh increasing their lead in the nfc north of the victory over the washington football team kinger this is uh an interesting game to say the least uh how many times did the did washington get in the red zone and not score it seemed like like six I, I just on top of my head. I don't know what the actual number is. I think so, it was but...
0: three yesterday. I think it was three. <laughs> was the number? It did seem like a lot though, because they kept getting down there and making it close, or getting down in that red zone, and then they just couldn't punch it in. Then a missed field goal or blocked field goal as well.
1: Right. No. yeah, that maybe that's why I felt like uh, because they had the field goal uh, block as well. But uh, interesting game from Green Bay. Uh, but they did the job. They covered the spread pretty easily by the end of it. Um, Aaron Rodgers spreading the touchdown love around to. But was it Tanya and Lazard and uh, Adams in this game? So yep. a lot of love to be spread around for him. Uh, what do you think about – you know, g- give us your
0: thoughts on the game. Uh, it was a good – pretty solid game by by the Packers. Uh, I would say it started off a little bit rough. The first couple possessions, Washington's D-line, which we've talked about with how good they are, uh, really got to Rodgers early. Had a couple quick sacks in the first couple drives. The offensive line, again, looked a little bit shaky from the start. Uh, as we expected, Bakhtiari didn't end up coming back. But uh, once they got going, with the exception of the Green Bay rushing game, which was basically non-existent yesterday, we only carried the ball 15 times as a team for 57 yards. Uh, was really hoping that you know they would maybe try and exploit that a little bit because, as we know, uh, Rogers and the passing game always seems to excel when we have that rushing threat. But it seemed pretty early like Lafleur realized that we weren't going to get much going. Washington had a beat on. The run game and they were doing a pretty good job of being successful stopping it so we kind of relied through the air Rodgers threw 35 27 or 35 274 three touchdowns um they look good uh, a couple really nice grabs on the offensive end uh by Devonte alan lazard quietly had another game he had a single drive he had all five of his catches in a single drive yesterday he had five for 60 and a great touchdown pass Uh, quietly the last couple weeks Lazard scored so with uh, the question heading into next week Devontae going on COVID he's a guy I look to really hopefully step up but uh, I think really like we talked about there at the beginning the biggest thing about this game was the Packers defense Um, you know heading into this week there had been their opposing teams that had 15 red zone trips and we had allowed 15 touchdowns so this week uh, I think Obviously, Washington did score, but it was what uh, a single touchdown, but that was outside the red zone. It was like a 50-yard bomb over Stokes to McLaurin early in the game. But all three times that uh, that Washington entered the red zone, Green Bay came up with stops, and it was it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, quietly yesterday, guys, Rashawn Gary had 10 pressures. Yep. In the last two weeks, he has 17 total. Uh, some of the numbers on Rashawn this year. I think it's time we start giving Rashawn, and, and the league starts giving Rashawn, uh, some of the respect that he deserves. He's fifth in the league right now in total pressures, second with QB hits, and he's got a win percentage of almost 25%, which is third best in the league right now. There were a lot of questions coming out this year uh, he uh, or when he was drafted um, in a pretty good edge clash in 2019. I think right now, outside of that, he's trailing really only Crosby, Max Crosby in just about all those stats. So uh, without Zadarius Smith, he's proven to be a difference maker. And I just think he continues to grow, continues to get better. Eric Stokes had a pretty good game on the outside as well. Again, Devondre Campbell really just creating more of a gap in regards to him and some of the other middle linebackers in the league. So 10 solo a, tackles for Campbell in this. Yeah, game. Campbell's a beast, man. I Again, I week after week, he just continues to impress me. He's a sure tackler. He's got that lateral speed and quickness. So uh, very impressed with the Green Bay defense yesterday. Again, I don't really think... Washington offense is elite by any means, but their studs did play yesterday. Gibson McLaurin did play. Heineke is obviously a suitable quarterback. So, really good team win. It's something you got to be excited about. And Green Bay took care of business at home, and they looked great doing it. By the way, in person, I thought those jerseys were super slick. So it was a lot of fun to watch.
1: I do. I did like the jerseys. I'm not going to deny that. Uh, I I just want to bring up something that we were talking about this game because uh, I I still don't think that rule is applied properly where heineke
0: ran it into the end zone dude that Uh, was it was applied properly though he gave himself up he wasn't touched that's not giving yourself up when you're going
1: for a touchdown though that's not that's not giving yourself up giving yourself up is like falling on the ground uh like and not moving
0: that but this guy's lunging for a touchdown but he pulled the ball back he didn't lunge He, he did not he did not extend like go full line extension that was a straight what a quarterback would do is, if they were running up the, the ball
1: back. they're giving yourself. No, but, the but the rule ball?
0: changed to being, it's, that's how it's interpreted. Right. And the rule changed from being, you don't have I to did. slide anymore. You can't, the head first dives do count. I mean, I, it was applied correctly, man. Like I, 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 truly believe that. And I think you saw a lot of, a lot of the NFL analysts on Twitter yesterday were, were in agreement with that.
2: What do you think, Barney? I mean, it's, it's funny. I mean, I, that was such a dumb, like, that's looked, where a that's, touchdown, something that looks like a touchdown to be that's, a touchdown. That's where you know you got to take the reason why that rule was in place. You know, is to protect the quarterback and whatnot. On you know ninety nine point nine percent of the times that he's going to do that, uh, I think just like as a fan and just watching it, and I had Green Bay minus six and a half, so I mean I wasn't too pissed at the time when it got called out. But like I don't know, you just gotta u- use your head and be like, okay, that, like that should not be, that I, should not be a rule. Can that you imagine not, a Super Bowl or a playoff like, game being decided on
1: that kind of call? Like,
2: that'd
0: be like, the, that'd be atrocious.
2: Even but though, but it's the right
0: call. But it it it's right by the rules though. Sorry, Barney, didn't mean to cut you. Off. I
1: disagree with that as well. I don't think it was the right. I don't think it, that's interpreted the right way. I that's not giving yeah. yourself up. I, I mean, don't think it, that's giving yourself up.
2: I think, yeah, I think you just got to be like, where, where was his head at? You know, like, was he trying, was he trying to, you know, protect himself or was he going for a touchdown? I think it was, I think it was pretty clear, like Kinger, like he was going for a touchdown in your opinion, right? Yeah. But, 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 you know, inside the confines of the rule, sure. It was applied correctly if you're, you know, but I don't, I, only the Sith deals in absolutes, right? And I don't think every time that they do that. (laughs) They should they should call that down. But I, it, for me, I was just I was perplexed again because I had Green Bay, but I thought that was fucking atrocious and that should have been a touchdown.
0: I mean, I, don't I think agree, it, Bay I don't, too. I, yeah, I, I don't think it was like I, I agree with you guys. I don't think it's a rule like you're right. If had it been like a playoff game or a Super Bowl applied, I think everybody would agree that it's. That's not what you want to see uh, that call made on the field. But again, if you go look at the NFL rule change, I think it's because the thing too is Heineke. You know, this is what everybody keeps saying, but he could have ran the ball in. He could have just lowered the shoulder. He was going to take a hit, but he could have got in there. It's it's the same concept as as last week almost when Rogers ran it against the Bears. Rogers took that hit in the end zone. You know, a step into the end zone. He was going to take a hit. But he could, I think he very easily could have gotten that end zone. And he said he just kind of dove in and, and, and buried oh, yeah, He himself. definitely could have. But yeah, it, is that the argument?
2: Is that the first time that that's that's that like that call has been made? Uh, that, do you guys that I've know seen, that?
0: I've that I've seen at the goal I've line never like seen that. that. Yeah, like at the goal line like that for sure.
2: I, I hope you know, I hope they the ref the referees, they, they got together and like, they just decided they're never going to fucking call something like that ever again, though. You know, I'm like moving forward. I I think that you have to see it one time to be like, all right, that j- is j- not a call. We
0: should just make. like that. Touchback last night in the Niners Colts. Oh. If you guys saw that, <laughs>
2: Dude, that was so dumb. That was re-
0: obscene. How they, how that's,
2: you can just beat a rule. ball in the end zone, you know, and get an automatic touchback. Mm-hmm. that makes that makes zero sense. Zero too. sense. <laughs> so
0: but we're I we're all in agreement. I think it's a dumb rule, but I think just in the context of the game, I think it was applied correctly.
1: All right. Agree to disagree. <laughs> At least for me and you. Um but anyways, let's move on now to another game that uh well, Barney. Do we have it's kinda it was kinda <laughs> like uh you know, this this is the second time this year where it's just an absolute beatdown offensively the last one i can remember was the the browns a few weeks ago and now this one right right um uh yep you want to what what do you got to (laughs) say
2: well i mean 38 to three you know i i said in the you know the warm-up the preview on thursday i i said tom brady's gonna come out and he's probably gonna put up a 30 burger on us and the line was at 47 for like the first time in two years and I was tempted to take the over, but I just didn't have any faith that our offense would get going. And uh unfortunately, I was fucking dead right. And dude, it was bad. I mean, when you look at the stats, like you look at Brady's stats, you would have thought that man went off. Like, dude, he was twenty for thirty six. He had two hundred and eleven yards, but he had four touchdowns. He had and and like two or three of those touchdowns were, you know, like inside the three yard line, four yard line. It's, it's so hard to beat Brady when you're giving him, you know, right. The short side of the field, every single fucking time he takes the ball. Um, But man, it was, it was brutal. You know, the, the bears offense has scored seven points or fewer in a game seven times since 2019. And in that same time, they have passed for less than 200 yards 26 times this year it's seven straight games um you know it's just it, it's pathetic it's uh it's really tough to be passionate about this team when the ownership just outright doesn't give a fuck uh all they care about is merchandise sales um you know this this bucks game and Nagy's you know head coaching career for that matter can be summed up as negligence and coaching malpractice right before the game, you know, in the morning they were, they found out their fourth string right tackle. um, Elijah Wilkerson was out because of COVID. So here comes our fifth string guy. And I say fifth string guy because he had dreads up and I couldn't see his name. And I just thought it might make me feel better to not learn the man's name because I knew he was trying, but, (laughs) <laughs> but I just, I didn't want to hate anyone other than Nagy yesterday. Uh, you know, he, he felt that with our fifth string right tackle, you know, it was best to put him one on one for most part of the game with Shaq Barrett and JPP. And I mean, that's what you get. That's what you get when you have a dumbass fucking coach who I, I, I don't, I really don't know what his end game is. I don't know if he's like, doesn't want to win um i don't know if he's like shaving points and trying to make a a boatload of money before he gets fired uh (laughs) but but it's bad i mean justin fields had a bad game he went 22 for 32 for 184 he had three ints so close to 200 Two fumbles. I
0: know. And I'm shocked even with how much the bears were down when they were basically just throwing the ball the entire second half. The fact that he didn't get over that 200, I thought for sure at halftime we were going to see that. I really did. I, I would have, I was thinking, Oh, I'm going to be right on this prediction, but it turned out to not be the case. And you're right. Fields looked a little iffy yesterday.
2: Yeah. And you know, I, I really won't harp on him all that much. I mean, we had by my count, eight drops, you know, the first INT, uh, I thought was fucking hilarious. You know, I said I said coaching malpractice, right? Um, the first INT, Nagy was in the headset telling Fields to get a quick snap in because he saw 12 men on the field. <laughs> so Fields thought he had a free play. So he scrambled around, threw the ball out, and you know, it got picked. And it's just like, dude, how how terrible of a coach are you that like you're doing those kind of mistakes. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that was, that was so dumb. You know, I mean, would I had rather like the better throw? I think, I think Allen Robinson slipped. Like, you know, it wasn't all on Fields. He was just trying to make a play and he thought he had a free one. You know, the, the, the second turnover was that, uh, fumble in like the second, the second or third series. Um, you know, our right tackle, he had Barrett and Barrett got to Justin Fields in 1.96 seconds. You know, uh, just I don't know, not, not not enough time to go through your progressions there. Um, you know the 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 same thing for the next fumble. He got there in two point oh one seconds. Um, you know the 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 second interception was right off of Mooney's hands. He was he dropped the ball like I mean it was right in his hands and you know it just went to the defender. I think his name's Dean. And then the fifth one, uh, you know we were in our own end zone and you know it was just a dog shit. Underthrown ball to Allen Robinson. But, you know, it, it's it's brutal. It's brutal. I wanted Chelsea Fields to get taken out because, you know, like this offensive line is dog shit and our scheme is dog shit and our coach is dog shit. And uh I just kind of feel like he's out there to get hurt now, uh, because he's trying to make plays. But, you know, when you're getting sacked on 14% of your snaps on the season, that's fucking pathetic uh there's not a single quarterback that's getting even on 10%. He's the only one above 10% and it's at 14%. It, it, it it's it's really just it's atrocious and you know three points again from our from our offensive guru how he still has a job is it doesn't make any sense to me but we're going to keep trotting him out each week and I got to keep watching that piss poor performance uh hoping that um you know something's Something better is gonna happen. Did, just you, not.
0: did you see Brady's video today too, Barney? I don't I really don't mean to 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 harp what, on this. What did he post? I did not see it either. Brady's been doing like his weekly recaps, and this week he had uh, you know, he had love Sosa, Chief Keep going in the background, a little shot of Chicago, and it was basically just the Bucks defense just annihilating fields.
2: <laughs> yeah. S- <laughs> s- second play nice. of the game. Dude, second play of the game, we we actually had uh, max protection. We had two tight ends in. And uh, I don't know. They just misdiagnosed that Antoine Winfield Jr. was coming off the uh, free safety blitz. I mean, he was already at the line of scrimmage. I don't know how they didn't just look over to him and say, oh, we should pick this guy up, but... You know Fields on his backside just gets absolutely obliterated in the second snap of the game, and I'm just and, and they had two tight ends in to block, and uh, he went untouched, and it's just like dude, it's it's we're out, coach, we're out prepared, and it's awful.
1: So Barney, I mean, and that and that video kind of goes to what I was I'm uh, about to say here, just in regards to, and we kind of text about through the game, although I don't know if you. <laughs> you're more mad than and now but either way about my comments but I, I'm i just curious why the do you, do you think rather uh, let me just throw the question here I guess do you think the Bears have rushed Justin Fields out too early because in a, in a play like that I, when I see that I think that's more on the quarterback to call the protection scheme and that and then the now it this is also on the coaching too don't get me wrong like the coach is most responsible for this happening but it's also coach coach's decision to put Fields out there, and Fields is responsible for making that type of protection call. And when you see a left tackle that doesn't know where the hell he's supposed to protect, I think that's on the quarterback more, especially a guy like Jason Peters, who's been around forever. He, you usually don't see a guy like that yeah. that confused out there. I'm yeah. just wondering if Justin Fields has been rushed out there. And, and to the other point you're making, he's just out there to get killed because – maybe this isn't the right offense for him or he's just not ready to run this offense, yet. but <laughs> nobody can I, run and this th- offense. And, but Tony Romo was saying on the broadcast too, that he, he his reads are not, uh, he doesn't look right. He's not his, his pre snap reads are not correct. Uh, at least what he's seen out there from his analysis. So I'm just curious if you think he's been thrown into fire here a little too early before he's ready to go.
2: There's a there's a mixture of everything. I think uh Justin Fields is 1 million percent the best quarterback on our roster uh without a, a shred of doubt. Um you know, I mean, I dude, I mean, you could put Aaron Rodgers on this on this offense. If Nagy's if Naggy's running this fucking offense, and you don't give, you know, Rodgers that ability to just cuz Rodgers would just call his own fucking plays by the time by the time he gets to the fucking field or the you know, like the line, but um, You know, dude, there's, I mean, there's just absolutely nothing he can do. Uh He's getting sacked more than any quarterback. He's got sacked more than any quarterback in the league. And he, he hasn't even started at every game.
1: Um, but I'm saying some of those sacks are on him. Like in that example that you gave. Sure, with, I'm not, with the he's not game. Yeah. He's it's not, not all on him. His offensive line is yeah, bad. The coaching's I mean, bad, but it is some on him too.
2: Yeah. There's some on him, but like at the same time, like some of that is also due to like being a rookie, you know? Like, I mean, like he's. He's looking at, at Justin or Jason Peters probably like, Oh, okay. Like he's recognizing this. He's the most senior guy on the entire team. He's a pretty damn good left tackle. Still. He's been pretty decent this year. And you know, it just, he looked absolutely mind boggled, you know? Uh, I mean, yeah. Justin Fields is not uh, it's, it's funny when you say like, is he rushed out there? Dude, I, I don't. Like I'd rather him not even be playing just because I think Nagy should just, you know, just be catapulted to the sun Um, and -hmm. our offensive line, you know, like pace just decided to to neglect our offensive line and not add to it. And, you know, like it's just I don't understand why we're not doing jump like that's our deficiency. And, you know, you're you're trying to, to have your your rookie quarterback. Win you games, when, when you're just absolutely setting him up for failure in every aspect of the game. Um, one thing I'll just point out, and it, and it really pains me to say this too. Um, you know, you talk about going through his reads and and whatnot. I, Alan Robinson is playing right now with a middle finger to our offense. He's playing the way he's the way he's playing is he is just trying to survive the year, injury free, and he's gone. He's hoping that he's getting traded before the deadline. And dude, he's not he's not the same guy that he's been his entire career. He's not getting separation. Dude, he is not playing well at all. And I think he's fucking dogging it. And I think he's just silently protesting. Matt Nagy yeah. and the offense, and I, I can't blame them. However, I think that's a, a coward move. Is but, there any
1: rumblings out there of him getting traded potentially?
2: I mean, I, dude, I don't know. Uh, I think, uh, I think the bears management and, and whatnot is such a dumpster fire that anything could happen. But at this point, I think we have to be shopping some of our vets, you know, some people like Akeem Hicks, some people like Allen Robinson. Um, hell even David Montgomery, you know, like, like Khalil Herbert's playing so goddamn well. Like, dude, we got to start he looks getting, really
1: good. Herbert looks awesome. He
2: went a hundred yards. He had a good game. Yeah, um, that's
1: against a good rush defense too.
2: But yeah, I mean, it's just at the end of the day, our wide receivers aren't getting, aren't getting separation. when they are, we had eight drops, you know, like, I mean, we're I, nobody's I two, helping. Nobody's I helping. Two,
1: two, on PFF, I only see two credited drops, by the way, one for Mooney and one for Cole Komet. I I didn't see these other drops that you're that you're talking about in this game. So
2: I don't know how PFF like credits drops or whatnot, <laughs> but if 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 it touches the guy's hands, I usually just call that a, a drop. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I mean, it was bad. It was uh, not a lot of fun. And uh, again, our offensive guy, our offensive guru, another three point game. And uh, this is the bullshit that the Bears have, Bears fans have to fucking stomach yearning year out.
1: It is mind. It is mind blowing that uh, there's been no consequences for the coaching staff or the GM with these kind of performances. An, another
2: stat, and I'll I'll end on this. One more stat that uh, Nagy's tenure has. He is now either second or leading the league in player ejections under his tenure. So, <laughs> uh, you know, discipline, you know, uh, accountability. There's just no, there's just nothing. They're Nothing
0: all really close, out. though. They're all Nothing. a really close football team, <laughs> though, Barney. <laughs>
1: What's that? I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was
0: going to say they're all, they've are all they become extremely close over these last 24 <laughs> to 48 hours, so you can all feel good about that. Dude, that a little bastard. too close, apparently. That for, bastard. For COVID.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly. And now, now hey, I'll say this. Nagy's going to be out for next game. Uh, he's got COVID, and I, I don't wish ill upon anybody but I really hope he has about a 15 week battle with this shit. Uh, and I hope he doesn't get better until the end of the season.
1: All right. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. It's rough. It's definitely uh been rough for you. This is kind of like how I felt with the lion's defense the last three years. Like, no matter what they do, they just give up 30 plus points every game. This is the opposite of that. I uh, can't score. <laughs> um, but man, yeah, it's brutal. I, you know, uh, and again, Barney, I don't know if the, that would be maybe the smart thing to trade some of those veterans, get some draft picks, but Ryan Pace and Matt Ager are fighting for their life. Uh, they got three wins. They're not out of playoff contention. I wouldn't see that happening probably.
2: Yeah, you're right. But also I, I don't really know if they're, if they're, you know, on the hot seat because the, the McCaskies yeah. don't give a fuck. They just want a nice person. That's not going to meddle with them and they just want to sell merchandise sales. That's all they fucking care about. <laughs>
1: Fair enough. All right, let's move on to the last game of the NFC North here this weekend. And that was my fighting Dan Campbell's. That's right. The Lions come out, throw a big screen pass for a touchdown. Swift uh, look great on that screen pass. He's looked good all year receiving the ball. Um, some really good blocks as well. They come out up seven nothing. Then what do they do? They come out and onside kick. They get the onside kick, but they get stopped. They have to punt the ball away. But wait, they throw a fake punt. And then they end up getting three points on the drive, which is still better than zero. So they're up 10 nothing to start the game before Stafford even comes out on the field. Um, and then when the game starts to settle in a little bit, the Rams start to do their thing. Uh, Matt Stafford starts to do their thing. Um, and the Lions start to do their thing, which is not move the ball uh, at in big chunks down the field. And ultimately, um, that's what costs them. You know, th- this Lions team they uh they try to have these long sustained drives we saw it against the bears we've seen it almost every game where it's just golf checkdown golf checkdown four yards here five yards here um and it ends up it ends up costing them at some point on the drive cuz it's hard to play perfect football against an NFL defense for 13 12 13 14 plus plays um and and that's what cost them at the end of this game they had the ball for 9 minutes uh get the ball in the red zone and throw a pick because Aaron Donald for the first time all game opens up gets free so it's another tough loss especially uh in the golf revenge game people thought maybe he gets revenge there in the last drive get that touchdown a little nail in the coffin for the rams but uh no can do unfortunately but there's a lot to still like about this team this is such an undermanned roster um and i love the game plan the lines are on pace to go for the most fourth downs in nfl history in a single season they're only converting at a 36% rate, though, unfortunately. So they might be on pace for most turnover on downs in NFL history. I haven't seen that yet, but I, I need to go look up what the record is for that. But They
2: had, they had two fake punts that game, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. They did a second one uh, <laughs> later in the game on just a direct snap to the uh, up blocker, uh, ran it for like 25 yards. So got to love that, especially against the Rams, because the Rams are known for doing some uh, trickery on their punt team. So it's nice to see it go the other way. Uh, made our producer, Kid J, pretty nervous throughout the entire game as well. And, you know, again, this Lions team's so young, so, so young. Uh, the youngest roster on the defensive side of the ball in the NFL. And they, they, every week, they're putting up a, a better defense performance than they ever did under Matt Patricia at any point, it seems. It, Patricia had, like, one or two in there, like, against his former team, New England. But other than that, th- this defense is so much more promised under Aaron Glenn. Uh, it, it's still, you know, we're 0-7. But there's still a lot to like about what they're doing here, uh, especially just you know fighting all the way to the end of this game. It it really sucks they can't get that victory though. I just want one. Although by having zero, they remain the number one overall pick for Kayvon Thibodeau, my favorite player in this draft, and I think a lot of people's. Uh, that's only if they win a game, they'll move like down to five because they have the toughest strength of schedule, of the, the bad teams. But uh, just some guys to point out again, Swift really good, Panay Sewell um another really really good game out of him no uh no hurries no no sacks given up the last two weeks he went through a couple rough game stretch there but now he's back to looking um like a top 10 pick again and that's great news for us I don't know if we'll ever get Decker back to season Uh, I don't know I've never heard of a finger injury that keeps a guy out an entire season but that (laughs) that can potentially happen to Taylor Decker apparently they said um if if he doesn't come off the IR by the end of this week, then he will have to be back on the IR another three weeks. So, I, I, again, I, I, usually in the NFL, they just tap their fingers and go, cut cut the thing off. You got to. Let's get him back out there. Although, they're 0-7 now. It's probably not worth cutting your finger off for this year. <laughs> um, but, man, you know, Goff, it, it's the same story with him. No deep throws down the field until like late in the game when we need him and then throw a pick. Uh, but defensively, I, I, I keep talking, like our undrafted rookie free agent, Jerry Jacobs, going against uh, like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup all game. Now, Cooper Cup got his, that's for sure. But it, it wasn't on Jerry Jacobs. It was on our other cornerback, Warre, who's kind of up and down. But Jerry Jacobs, a lot of positive out of him. Our young d lineman Ali McNeil, L- Levi Wunzurike, our our top two draft picks from this past year, continue to play pretty well, um, keep, keep growing. Julian Aquara, another sack for him in this game. He continues to be one of our best pass rushers. Now, if he can work on his outside pass rush, that's great. He has really good speed. So on loops, like inside, that's where he's gotten most of his sacks this year. Uh, now, if he can just kind of refine his game all around, that'd be great. Uh, but I, I'll keep talking about defense more than the offense. Because this, again, note uh, less than 20 points uh, for the sixth time this year out of seven tries. And that f- last one, and the first game was above 20 against the 49ers. That was, like, garbage time. So it's hard to even count that one, really. But... Yeah, you know, the fighting Dan Campbells, uh, gr- gr- I love the game plan in here. They they came in like a team that was 17-point underdogs. Uh, they gave it their best shot, uh, and unfortunately, it still came up short. It's uh, kind of unbelievable. But, you know, just another, you know, just add in there. Uh, another Another way to lose a game for the Lions. But it was... It was fun- it was fun to watch though.
2: Hell I yeah. Got, it was. I gotta
0: say, and you know, the fact that Dan Campbell World victory. Yeah. I, I got to give him more credit because those dudes are coming to play every week. And when you're playing, you know, when you're an underdog as significant as they were this week, or there's that big a gap and you know, the lions going in knowing they're probably going to lose the football game. I absolutely love Campbell just pulling out all the stops early, you know, going all out to do whatever he can to get the advantage, knowing that, you know, his defense is probably going to give up some points. So yeah, I'm going to give him credit. I, I, You know, I'm I'm not even mad that I was wrong about that bet this week because that was a fun football game to watch. And the Lions, again, they're at the last possession. So credit where it's due. Did you guys watch a lot of the game? I watched uh, a decent amount.
1: Uh, just because, you know, Stafford's just looks so good still. And I, it just makes me miss him more. <laughs> there was, like, all the Stafford throws that, you know, I was used to seeing over the years in Detroit. Like, Cooper just perfectly lost too. it down, down the, like the, the sideline, just over the touch of the linebacker, a little sidearm to get out of the defense. Like, the defense lineman has his hand up side sidearm right around it on a slant over the middle. Uh, just, just, just keeping the play alive just long enough and making those deep throws that uh, we I mean, we never see out of golf, that's for sure. Uh, but I, I did this. I mean, man, yeah, you're right. Cooper Cup looks great with st- Stafford. Uh, th- th- that's a just a phenomenal connection. Stafford, 19 touchdowns, four interceptions on the year. Uh, right behind Tom Brady, pretty much in every st- statistical category. Barney, you want to throw some in there?
2: Uh, yeah, this weekend I was watching uh, the games with a couple of my Lions buddies. So they nice. They, uh, drinking are
1: they drinking the Kool-Aid?
2: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they're drinking the Kool-Aid, uh, but they, they, they kind of echo a lot of the statements that you make, though. Like, it, you know, they're they're. They had made a lot of comments about up oh, here comes a five yard pass, you know, like when you guys were down needing, you know, needing <laughs> something down the field. But uh, right. at. At the end of the day, dude, Matt Cam- or Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell, dude, he, he was, he was playing Madden out there. I mean, uh, <laughs> onside kick two pu- fake punts. He, he makes games fun, you know? And like, you know, like, yeah, you, you said you're Owen seven, but
1: I mean, second, at- second successful onside kick this year, by the way, one against the 49ers to start the year too.
2: Jesus. And do you guys, every game that you guys have played this year has basically been an entertaining game, except for maybe the last one last week. week. Yeah, yeah. But, but, uh, it, it was a lot of fun. It was half the time I was, I stopped even watching the bears game just cause it was just like <laughs> so atrocious. I was just looking at the other screen, uh, cause they were cheering and I'm like, fuck it. I got to cheer a little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. but I mean, we, we we're such a non-threat that we become people. Though. People like Rune for us because we're not really a threat to their team, unfortunately. But, you know, we'll take it where we get, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, it it, it would have been really nice to get a win against Stafford. Uh, but, alas. But, I mean, there's a lot of things to like. And I don't know if you guys watch Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, but I'm really starting to watch him uh, with the potential of drafting him. He is an absolute beast. I want him really badly.
2: Alliance i, I, I guy, haven't bro. seen him yet but i saw uh his soundbite. the uh i think it was this week on, he dropped an f-bomb on uh national television oh diddy
1: i missed that i missed that he just <laughs> said like
2: it. something like you know whatever but he just said like fucking you know he was saying something <laughs> like and it was just like all right all right that that's a dan camel guy right there
1: <laughs> <laughs> i love it baby let's go uh you know i If we win, like I said, if we win one game, we probably don't get the number one pick. But right now, that's where we're at. I
2: don't know, man. Do you think there's going to be multiple? I mean, at worst, if you only win one. Texans. Yeah, I mean, maybe one other Tyrod
0: Taylor. Tyrod Taylor is coming back this week, though. So, you know, with him at quarterback, it is a step up from Davis Mills. Not that that team is, you know, going to make too much noise there. But I still think the Lions are definitely the front runner here. I think, the Jets now too well, are th- this is our in best trouble. chance
1: probably to win all uh, year potentially this upcoming week against the uh, Eagles in Detroit. So three they're the Lions are still three point underdogs in that game. And the Eagles have no problem losing that game either. Nope. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Um all right, gentlemen. I think uh, you know, we've covered everything we need to here for week seven. Uh Kinger, your your Packers look like they're gonna be taking the NFC North pretty Easy, at least at this point. I know you haven't played the the Vikings yet, uh, but you know it's the Vikings, dude. Ravi's <laughs> not here to, yeah, I, know, make a statement. But I've
2: changed my tune on the Vikings. I think they're going to be a pretty decent team. We'll there see. We go. Happens. Let's they got, make it interesting. We got to make Dallas on though. Sunday
0: night next week. We'll see what happens with that one. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's in Minnesota, yeah. right? That's prime
2: yeah. over right there. I I, really, I don't know what the if the over is under sixty. <laughs> <laughs> I like it
1: all right gentlemen i think that's gonna wrap it up listeners thank you so much uh for listening in uh instagram at the pylon twitter at the pylon pod please follow us on there let us know your thoughts in this uh last game i'm sure the Nagy and the bears thoughts are very similar to what's been echoed all year uh, but you know lions fans like to hear you know just uh if, if you keep if you're drinking the kool-aid like i am just on the, you know the future of the lions at the very least and then the packers uh what are you liking but we'll have a lot to talk about this upcoming week, um, week eight of the NFL season. Crazy. It's just uh, it's flying by every Sunday. Just, you know, get there really fast, it seems, lately. Uh, it comes and goes. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Apple, Spotify, radio, your podcast. Please download, please subscribe, and please leave a review. Otherwise, have a great rest of your week. We'll be back um, Thursday for you, uh, previewing week eight.